Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Grotman. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to, or welcome for the first time, to Together for Good podcast. I'm Dan. That was awkward. Hi, guys. I'm Melody. <laughs> so good to see you for the first time, or for the first we, time in we, a long we time. Mas- we've mastered awkward. We have. I like yeah. it. It's part of our charm. We, we, in case you can't tell, we're doing some things different this season, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, it's really awesome. And so what we've done is we want to have some conversations, some real conversations. We're here at our kitchen table. And uh, we want you to know a little bit um, of our friends that we've brought in. And we've searched high and low. Uh, We were able to find not one, but two couples who are just really, really experts in the field of Unfortunately, they couldn't make it tonight. So you totally so we, preempted my story. I had more. <laughs> <laughs> like I was going to say, these guys have never had one problem in their marriage. They are perfection. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give out their personal cell numbers, and you can call them if you have any questions. But yeah, they're uber canceled. By the way, so, I couldn't couldn't write out the uh, the logo for Together for Good, so I just did TFG on my coffee mug. That so. is so cute. And for the second adorable? time, you have interrupted my story, <laughs> but I'm not bitter about random. it because that was worth interrupting. <laughs> it was worth it. Like that's the best. Keep going. So anyway, we have brought in two couples that we just adore, and they make us laugh, and they will make you laugh, and we'll talk about some serious stuff, real serious stuff, but we're also going to laugh a lot, and we don't claim to have all the answers. We don't claim to have any of this figured out. Maybe one thing figured out. Maybe two things. I don't know. But as a general rule, what we hope is that our friends who listen, will, you're, you're so worried you're going to interrupt me, aren't you? I am Look at not. you. You are staring at me with the eagle eye. That is it's, hilarious. It is. It is. Um, I'm, a, I'm adoring you. Yes. I'm drinking you with my eyes. I get it all the time. Anyway, I'm going to say this and then you go on. I'm not saying a word. So the cool thing is we're just going to have conversations. <laughs> Just how I like it. We're going to have conversations about topics that will probably really ring true with you. And hopefully at least will be some conversation well, starters in your marriage. You think about like what now, right? You've had those what now moments. And that's what we're going to talk about. So tonight, uh, first of all, we'll welcome Zach and Lindsay Farrar. I am so... All the golf clap. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Isn't that great? And Chris and Bridget Winston. Chris it, it's awesome. And here, here's what's really fun for us. Um, we wanted this to be more conversational. And so that's why we wanted to actually have conversation. So um, you get to kind of join in with us in that way. Tonight, we're talking about what now? What? I just lost my job. Okay? What now? So, um, and interestingly enough, all three of us as couples around this table have experienced that. Um, so... Bridget and, and Chris, and we'll start with you guys. Um, Bridget, when Chris walked in the door, or however it is, how, how did he let you know? Well, he worked at home at the time, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You fired him. Oh, Great. Right. Right. I'm sorry. already inside the door. That's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> um, he actually saw it coming from a long way away. Yeah. Um, 
for about a week. There was this buildup of there are going to be layoffs maybe today. Right. There are going to be layoffs right. maybe today. There are going to be layoffs maybe today. And he supervised nine people, and so he really was way more concerned about them than us. Which, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had been through the experience with my parents as well. And in the words of my good friend Lynn Manuel Miranda, I just thought, we'll get a little place in Harlem and we'll figure it out. There you know, go. It's not, it is not yeah. going to. Great theologian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just thought, like, this is not going to be the end of us. This is not going to ruin us. We are mm. not going to be out on the street. Uh, we are just going to figure it out. Now contrast that, Chris, with what you were thinking, feeling. Well, so much of um, so much of my life and career has been built around who I am. When people say, mm-hmm. "Who are you?" Introduce mm-hmm. yourself at any sort of business meeting. You stand up and you sound Chris Winston. You tell people what well, you, you do. do. You tell mm-hmm. people who your employer is. First questions we ask, right? And so right. for always the first question we ask, and it's so much wrapped up in who your yeah. identity is. Yeah. So it's difficult when you're like, my job wow. is providing for the family for a long time. Bridget worked in the, in the home, and so I was the sole responsibility for that. And so when it came time to question whether or not I was going to be able to keep doing that or not, um, that was a huge mm. um, kind of a personality crisis mm-hmm. to have that. Am I, am I still this person? Mm. Am I still the provider? Um, what am I if I'm not this particular job or this role? Yeah. Zach, Lindsay, you guys went through the same thing. Lindsay, mm-hmm. how'd you find out? I was actually at work. I had a part-time job um, doing data entry for a friend in their home. And... Um, Zach called me. Our oldest was napping in the other room, and mm-hmm. he called me, and he was like, so I just got laid off. I was like, what's up, guy? Hi, Calvin. <laughs> Give me your buddy. I was like, A little okay. levity for the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a black like, cat. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, I honestly, I wasn't surprised. I feel like if we looked over the last couple of months, actually, there had been some progression towards that. So I wasn't, um, I wasn't surprised necessarily. And there was part of me that was like, I feel like this is what's best for us. I think that the situation we were in, it was time to move on. And this was the way we were being moved. But I was just really sad because Mm. there were a lot of losses that I knew were going to come in with that. Not Mm. just Zach's job loss and the instability that then all of a sudden we find ourselves in. But there were a lot of other losses that I knew were going to come with that. Mm -hmm. And I I was just really, I was sad. I was sad for him. I was sad for us and for what that kind of did to this life that we were building as a young, a couple who still hadn't been married for too long and Mm -hmm. had a young kid, Mm -hmm. a young kid. We, um, little did we know we were actually pregnant with our second at that time. So man, we had a lot of changes within a very short period of time. Man. So, yeah. but yeah, just I was just really, really sad. Yeah. Zach, yeah. what were what were some of the emotions flying through your head? Uh, I was really angry. So there's that, <laughs> right? So you, uh, mm. Mm. everyone has like a self-defense mechanism where you defend yourself and you justify yourself, which I'm sure you guys can uh, relate to. I worked at a church. I had gone to seminary, um, had been in a church for a season, and it was um, very rattling as far as your core mm-hmm. goes because it's what you've set yourself up to do mm-hmm. uh and you know how it happened and everything was was very was painful and i we would agree it was the right thing mm. you know how it all played out was pretty rough yeah. mm. the right thing wrong way exactly so you do that and then you 
think about going back into that particular field mm-hmm. and you just don't have the stomach for it anymore. Mm-hmm. So even as we looked at other churches, like, mm-hmm. you know, mentally I was kind of thinking I'm not in the right frame of mind, soul. This career path isn't really an option Yeah, right I'm just going to be angry for right. a while. Yeah. So, um, so that was really difficult. And then there was just a lot of uh, anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. How am I going to take care of my family? Um, you talk about Myers-Briggs personality types. One of the big differences for us is uh, perceiver and judger. Yeah. So perceivers, like they take a long time to formulate their opinion and and then they know what they want to do. Judgers like have a gut level reaction and then they move on to the next step. So I'm typically three or four steps ahead of my wife mm. uh, cognitively. But when I get really anxious or afraid that, you know, well, I've lost my job. Well, we're going to lose our house. We're going to have to make it with uh, your parents. Yeah. Then this is going to happen. You, yeah. Right. You've gone from just, A to right, Q. Right. 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 You haven't right. even let C and D or C happen yet. So. Sure. So for me in particular, you know, there was this interesting experience you know being let go from a church and then and then added to the 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 stress of um being an over processor yeah and that i'm sure contributed to some of her your temperament played into it i'd be curious um since you've been married have either of you girls lost your job have you had have you had to go through that since you've been married like a job change, like a significant job change. Yeah, by loss, do you mean change or like voluntarily left or was terminated? I would say yeah, I, in, in a, a job shock, loss is different shock. than a job change, mm-hmm. but both can be yeah. shocking mm-hmm. into how they change their I, life I would in say world. it's interesting to me because I think, I don't think it's a male-female thing, but I think it's a who is the primary bread, mm-hmm. if, is there a primary mm-hmm. breadwinner? Sometimes it's equal, mm-hmm. sometimes there is you mentioned that you guys were in a season where she was being more intentional to be home with the kids yep. in that season. Now now you're working full-time, but at right. that point you weren't. Mm-hmm. And you are in very much a child-rearing, mm-hmm. you're part-time, but very mm-hmm. much a child-rearing season. I can remember... Um, it, it is important to note that not every couple has the same dynamic. Right. 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 So you could have... Sometimes you have a stay-at-home dad. That's, right. that's exactly and right. if and the that's, wife... That's right. So unexpectedly loses her job, there there are the same emotions. So we want to be careful not to over-stereotypical. This isn't... This isn't right. stereotypical. Right. But um, right. this is just our story and what mm-hmm. we've gone through. Well, and, and so. I, I, had a, I had a difficult job loss 10 to 12 years ago, and there was some really icky, mm-hmm. icky emotions with the way things went and and so i spent as a musician i spent a season on the sideline and i wasn't doing that thing that i do Mm -hmm. you you nailed it if if i don't do this Mm -hmm. who am i and I, I've been a church musician my whole life, and, I've, uh, and I have a music education degree to teach in the schools. But I would go to church, and I would just be part of the congregation. Nothing wrong with it. We need a whole congregation to, to sing. But I had never been on that side. Right. I had only been on the stage. I had only played. Mm-hmm. I had only sung. Mm-hmm. And so there were years that I sat the sideline, and I wrestled hard with that. Yeah. If, I, if I don't do this thing... Who am I? And singing, am I a singer? (laughs) Yes, and I hated it, and it was so good for me. Mm -hmm. It was so refining. But then it also came to a point of it was it was time to make some changes to be back in. Uh, Yeah, then I had to. You know. Yes. Absolutely. A couple Mm -hmm. of interesting dynamics. I mean, some of my job losses have been because of my own choices. So, with as it relates to, um, I lost my job because of, of of our story, right? And if you don't know our story, you can go check out. 
the, the backstory, but um, on our website. But so with mine came also a lot of, of guilt mm-hmm. and shame mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. And I think that, and I've had other job losses as well where I was laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with those, even with those, there was some there was some shame mm-hmm. built into that. Mm-hmm. That um, there's it's just not healthy and it's not helpful, mm-hmm. but it still feels so real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anytime you go through a season where it feels like somebody's saying you are not wanted, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I think a lot of times in a job loss where you're being let go, whereas a job change might change your community. Or I went through several shifts like that when we were first married and we were in a brand new area. So for me, it was a loss of community Mm -hmm. and a resetting of that like every six months, which was really hard. But to be told, we don't need you. I think -hmm. think what we hear is not like, hey, we just don't have a role for you anymore. It's you're not wanted. Mm -hmm. Like you... you We want somebody different. And it's hard to not take that personally. It's either you're not wanted or you're not enough. I think is one mm-hmm. guys here a lot is, um, and then you and then you play the tape back in your head and you think, mm-hmm. well, if I had done this project differently or if yeah. I had worked mm-hmm. these many more hours and done this much overtime yeah. instead, right? I'd still and my team, right? When you have a leadership role, uh, it, it's it's more, and I think we're both we're going to the same point, which mm-hmm. is I'm either not wanted or I wasn't enough, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's very jarring. How did you snap out of it? No, Chris, I, I can so relate with what you were talking <coughs> about as it relates to. You know, that's who I am. Right. How did you? How did you snap out of that? Um, maybe I'm still working on it. Mm. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean it's only been uh, six years. <laughs> um, so uh, immediately it was um, jumping back into. Uh, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I need to have an income. So right. I jump right back into the same industry, a similar type of job, not making what I was making, but we weren't going to move. We weren't mm-hmm. going to chase mm-hmm. a, a different job. Um, and, but I can tell you from the very beginning, I never took, it was out of the home. Mm-hmm. I never took photos or belongings or anything to that job. Mm-hmm. I, I was different from that point. Mm-hmm. I was ready to walk out at any point. Wow. Someone came and said, because the industry was crumbling. The industry, yeah. the, 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 uh, the news industry that I was in and loved and belonged to for 20 years was going away. And I was not going to let that feel. I wasn't going to be the person there sad. Man, but you didn't allow yourself to emotionally wow. attach into that wow. and, wow. less, and less than nine months I left the industry altogether because I, I just I wasn't that I wasn't invested in, yeah. in that industry mm-hmm. so over time I think I have lessened my identity tied to mm-hmm. an industry or tied to mm-hmm. the work and so I never re- I never went back to what that was before sure. and in the end I think it ends up being healthier in the, in the long run is that I'm less tied to who I am as a, as a mm-hmm. for, for both of That's you good. Bridget and Chris how, how are you different not, not just Chris but you too Bridget mm-hmm. How are you different? How are you better having gone through that experience specifically in your relationship? Um, that's a good question. I think it, you know, I think Thank it you. really <laughs> uh, totally kind of solidified us as a team. Like, you know, definitely um, if we didn't feel it before, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, we did in some cases in parenting especially, but like, mm. you know, that, you know, we're in this together and this is not insurmountable and we are going to figure it out together. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. let me search some jobs for you. Let mm-hmm. me brush mm-hmm. up your resume for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think initially that's, I would say that was yeah. what it was that mm-hmm. um, solidified us. With the Did you ever accidentally forget that you were in it together and treat each other like enemies? When sure you we were did. upset, 
I'm I just sure know that's is. something that, that Dan and I tend to do in times of stress. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. we'll look at each other and be like, hey, you're not the enemy. Like, yeah. nobody loves you more than I do. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's cheering for you more than I do. Yeah. But yeah. he's in close proximity. Right. So it's uh, in like in uh, in your body, it's called referred pain, right? So you've got liver cancer, but your shoulder hurts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so your body doesn't know how to process the pain, so something else hurts. That's why like jaw pain, arm pain, right? It's typically indicative of a heart attack. It's the same thing in, huh. in relationships where we we're in pain or we're stressed, and we refer that pain to something that's really tangible, which is your spouse. It's way easier to be mad at your spouse than like this really nebulous, frustrating. Mm-hmm. Situation that you can't even take it out on, mm. right? Very. How, very how good are point. how are you guys different? Different? How? What do you mean? Because of what you went through. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is, and, 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 and that is a still, Pandora's box of. Well, <laughs> yours <laughs> hasn't been six years. No, it's no. been three. Three in April. So <laughs> halfway. Yeah, about halfway there. Um, it was a it was a really interesting season because I think, like I alluded to before, we found out. I think a week after, two weeks after he lost his job, that we were pregnant with our second child. So that's a whole new journey. So, so I was like waking up. It's weird when you don't have a job. You wake up in the morning and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can sleep until nine, but that feels like I'm breaking some kind of rule. So. And my wife will not appreciate So that. I woke up that morning and our son went to the kitchen to get something. Or no, he came out of his, uh, the bedroom and, Lindsay, and like I had put him in a specific set of pajamas. <laughs> and he came out clearly wearing something different. And it said, big brother. And I was like, what? Wow. (laughs) Although, side note to that, his name is Nathaniel, which means gift of God. And we do feel like he was a gift and a bright spot in that season. Um, But it was, I think that that situation forced us into a lot of conversations that we never would have had. Mm -hmm. It pushed us into, um, there's some things that... Zach needed to go on a journey on that this kind of forced him into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's had big impacts on our marriage and on our, uh, him as a person, on our family and their conversations that I think could have stayed buried mm-hmm. and unaddressed mm-hmm. if I think we these, had stayed where we were. These jarring life events shake all the sediment mm-hmm. and this stuff comes up. We didn't even know it was there. Yeah. Snow globe. Yeah. Uh, it really is. And not a pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> not a pretty one. More like a poop You're storm. saying snow globe with like flakes. I'm saying sediment like. Like brown. Saluda like, River. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I just cleaned out the fish bowl yesterday. Oh, yeah. Abby's fish. You shake the bowl and stuff just comes up. Yeah. And that's how it is. These life events happen and mm-hmm. we're jarred. Yeah. And stuff just comes up. And you're like, I didn't even know that was yeah. there. Yeah. And now what do mm-hmm. I do with it? And yeah. so not only are you afraid and mad angry mm-hmm. and the unknown and you're having your second child mm-hmm. fantastic time. <laughs> and you're about to lose your health insurance that was the one that yes. got me right? it's just like sure but i will tell you in the midst of that there were some very specific things that we watched the lord do mm-hmm. and how we watched him provide i think being in a situation where okay so we're dealing with a lot of hard hard conversations i never could have seen coming in my mm-hmm. entire in in the framework of my world mm-hmm. it's like oh i didn't okay um but dealing then, with hard things, yeah. but then watching God provide. For example, because I had been a teacher before and had continued to sub, by some random little clause, I was still covered with 
excellent health insurance, even mm-hmm. though we weren't sure what was going to happen. We were perfectly fine and good to go. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, I can't tell you the number of times God showed up specifically in our story to say, you might feel like the rug has been taken out from under you and you can't find sturdy ground, but I still got you. Mm-hmm. And so I think while we had to deal with a lot of hard things, for me at least, God also showed up in a very personal and specific way over and over again so that I knew even though we were being refined in this season, that he was still there and we were not out from under his control. You know, I think if if I were going to use one word that happens when you go through losing a job like that, is you feel, you use that word like the rug's been pulled out from under you, right? It's like you're doing a um, a, a high wire act and there's no net. Mm -hmm. And so if I were going to use one word, it'd be insecure. I feel insecure as a person. I feel insecure to be able to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and a formality, security, and knowing that everything is taken care of gives roots for her. It's really, really important. So what do you do when you feel like everything is up in the air? Nothing is nailed down. Mm-hmm. What I tend to want to do is I want to nail something down. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't you matter what it is. He's going to have a hammer in his hand. I, I'm, and everything looks like a nail. That's exactly right. Something's <laughs> getting nailed down. Well, I remember we had some conversations, you know, and, and Chris went right from A to Q, like you talked about. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to be homeless. Yep. <laughs> I'm living with your father. Right. right. <laughs> in a van. And, and you know, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> I think it helped us to kind of talk through, like, what has to happen between today and homeless like there are a lot of things right first first we'll give up the gym membership yeah right then we'll quit going out to eat i tried that and they wouldn't let me i promise you they would not let me like i'm still mad at them then they went out yeah exactly Substitute cable tv substitute you know amazon prime and we did have those seasons actually it's funny you mentioned that Mm -hmm. because remember when you could actually maybe you still can but you you didn't if you didn't pay for cable and you could just get a few basic channels and there were there was a, a long season when we first moved to where we live now where we didn't have cable, mm. and so the kids got really smart because they watched PBS. Yeah. I was gonna say PBS, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> PBS Kids, and that's because that's the only choice yeah. they had yeah. to make. So, well, anyway. so anyway, you know, I, I like I think we just had some conversations about like, okay, well, you know, cut what we can mm-hmm. from our budget temporarily. Mm-hmm. You know, if we need to, we'll sell a car. If it gets really bad. If we need to, we'll sell the house and move someplace smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, like there were all these yeah, incremental right. steps before yeah. we were homeless. Right. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it helps to walk through those just so you can right. be like, okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. We do have a pretty okay. bit. We have yeah. a lot of margin here. We yeah. have a pretty big yes. margin. And, you know, we had family and friends mm-hmm. who could be a safety right. You know, as much as yeah. our pride That's didn't right. want to let us yeah. ask for help, Same. if we yeah. needed to, we knew... That's we really knew we good advice. Move in with Dan and Melody. I mean, yeah. they were like collecting people at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't still want to? Goodness, but that's excellent advice though, because there may be somebody listening right now that's in this position and is feeling mm-hmm. really helpless and really mm-hmm. hopeless, mm-hmm. and to say, "Hey, there are there are so many steps between you know." Well, this is grief. There. there are people the, the, This is there is a grief process. The whole thing of you know you act like it didn't happen, you deny mm-hmm. it, and then you move into anger. Um, 
bargaining. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we go all the way and finally to get to acceptance, right. but mm-hmm. that's not a um, you know a, a thirty six hour journey. No. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a couple of thoughts. No, no, one, sorry, real yeah, quick. No, Nor yeah, is it yeah. a straight line. It is cyclical. Yeah, it, uh, you're going to be okay with it, and then the next day you're going to be angry again. There and are then you're still be, sometimes yeah. that I I'll have a conversation with someone from those that those path. I can bring it all right back up, and I can be mm-hmm. absolutely furious. Yeah. Our huge dog that is the size of a Shetland pony is jarring now? the cameras and the mics. Oh, let her so I'm going to let, <coughs> let her out. You'll talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, well, it, it, here's a couple of thoughts. And I'd be interested in y'all's feedback as well as for those of you following along at home. Um, when, you, when you lose your job and you're like, what now? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, this is hard. Don't act like it's not. Mm-hmm. Don't blow it off. And act. The worst thing you could do is act like, it's okay I, to be mad. It's, it's okay to be frustrated. This is hard, and to be and to, to go through scared. that grief. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've recently been studying in James one, which is a passage of scripture. I think every believer should memorize because what it really comes down to is when your faith is tested, let endurance have its chance to grow in you, and and then James says, so let it grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oftentimes we try to. I want to sing right now. <laughs> No, Sing you it. aren't. No, Please don't. So bad. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> because so let it grow, so that that uh, the result is that as endurance becomes fully developed, mm-hmm. then you have a full, strong character, and you're ready for anything. I can honestly say I am better prepared now, having experienced those hard things than I was before. I wouldn't give you a million bucks to go back through mm. them, mm. nor would I take a million bucks for you to remove it from me because it's, it's, it's gone mm-hmm. so far to help me. Um, I think, it also creates the opportunity where you can look at it as two separate things. Like for nine months, I took a job. Mm-hmm. I need to pay the bills. I, people, right. will, people will pay me to do this. So things. good. I actually need the cash. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can go out and do something for nine months, but it gives me time to sit in it for a minute and decide what's important to our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the industry that it's was crumbling and the industry that really questioned and called into concerns my work-life balance a lot. It was mm-hmm. a very demanding industry. I was on the road a lot. I was traveling a lot. And so it, it really has allowed us to reset our priorities mm-hmm. around what's mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. for my next career, what's that going to be, something that provides more opportunities for me to be at home when I need to or to be off when I need to or whatever that mm-hmm. one might be. Something really Absolutely. practical with that, Chris, and this is what you did. It's a whole lot easier to find a job when you have one. So don't think that, okay, I don't have my job anymore. So now I'm going to wait. For the job to come to me. Exactly right. For the very job. um, There was a time I did a tour of duty where literally I got on a plane on Sunday night and came home either Thursday night or Friday night. Mm -hmm. And I went town to town. Basically, I was a a, um, for hire trainer. And I was in a different hotel seminar room every day and it was hard it was hard on melody it was hard on me the money wasn't great Mm -hmm. but we didn't we never missed a meal Mm -hmm. and we we never had to you know live outdoors Mm -hmm. thankfully so (laughs) we have a saying do hard things in our family sometimes you just got to stick your face in the Mm -hmm. van and just do something hard and 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 you're better for it you really are. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something. I, I was just going to say that was one of the things I really appreciated about Zach in the mm. in the midst of our journey is, I mean, he was 
I don't know if you mind me saying, but I mean, he, he was out delivering, buying and delivering groceries for people. Yeah. That was right Absolutely. as shift was getting started. Absolutely. And like the grass, you can say a lot of things about Zach. Grass does not grow on him. He's, he, you, he, like, he might have been let go at one o'clock by one thirty. He was on shift. He was I actually would. Right. <laughs> it was, it was that fast. Grass does not grow. And I so appreciated the, the humbleness that comes mm. in saying, you know what? I have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm highly educated and qualified to Capable. do a lot of things, but I'm going to, but I have a family who needs me. So, you know what? If, if I've got to go buy your groceries to help make ends meet in this season, then that's what I'm going to yeah. do. That's and awesome. there were a lot of different things he looked into doing, but as he was doing that, it, anyway, it was just one of the things that I really appreciated about him. Cause I do think nowadays it's easy to say, I'm just going to wait for the perfect thing, but the perfect thing, it could have you pass a lot of other things you could be doing mm. in the meantime. It's a good it word. Says a lot of character. It's really, really true about our husbands who are willing to do and wives too. Yeah. I watched my dad do that too. He yeah. got laid yeah. off and he delivered papers and delivered pizzas. Papers yeah. in the morning and pizza at night for oh. a couple of years. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that was when we were in college. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he had, you know, he was trying yeah. to put us through college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and the same thing with Melody. I watched. Okay, so I took the hit. But I watched Melody step up and say, hey, you know what? I can take on some additional piano students. Mm-hmm. That's when Melody was, was teaching. So, And because of that, we know you guys. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I taught their song. That's right. That's right. Full circle. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that's that's part of, I mean, she was she stepped up into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I I'll never forget that. I would have sooner than I probably would have otherwise. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I'll never. I love what you said right. earlier, and it probably bears repeating. You guys became more of a team, mm-hmm. um, and there's something that happens um, when when we are exposed. Exposed, probably not the right word. Uh, we have to become vulnerable, right? The armor has to gets ripped off, right? And mm-hmm. so you're not as worried about appearances. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's happened for me in a positive way, Chris, going back to something you said, and you said it too, Zach, is I'm not what I do. Mm-hmm. That is not the definition of my identity. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I am more and more coming into to a, a solid place of knowing that my identity is defined by who I am in Christ, and, and, and that sounds so cliche. It really can sound real, yeah, right, whatever, Dan. But as what I've found is going through that and I've become more open and vulnerable with Melody and understanding that my identity isn't even what Melody thinks. She doesn't mm-hmm. get to define me. Mm-hmm. Even though, thankfully, Melody was always super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our listeners may not always get that same level mm-hmm. of support. Um, I'm, not, I'm not my job, and I'm thinking of um, Ephesians 2.10, where, where Paul says, For we are his workmanship. Uh, it's basically it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. That's the word he's using there. Uh, we're his well, one of a kind, created unto good works that he's chosen. He set up beforehand for us to do. Um, the the final chapter is not written yet, mm-hmm. so embrace that. And it's okay that right now is hard. This isn't the final journey, uh, the final chapter. Um, but don't check out. <laughs> you know, don't leave halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, the final chapter is not written yet. 
yeah, you said a couple of things that I think are really helpful. One is it's as humans, particularly in, in I would say these are crises, right? These are yeah. cri- crisis moments. Yeah, oh, you yeah, bet. Um, <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's important to remember it's so easy to get bogged down and it hurts right now. It's always going to hurt. Mm. This mm. idea of permanence. Yeah. And and, mm. uh, and for each of us, it worked out in its own different way. And there, there's some people it's who... It's still working And it's still out. working out. Yeah. And for some people, it's going to end with you lose your house, you move back in with family. Like mm-hmm, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't take yes. our three stories and say it's always going to work out right. the way it did for us. Right. But the idea that pain is not permanent, um, even if that's in the next life, right? That it finally gets taken care of. We're not home yet. We're not home yet. And then there's also, uh, you said something else or asked like, how do you get through it? And I think there's a really healthy way to nail things down. And then there's a really unhealthy that's way. Right. The unhealthy way is to, I need more control. I need to yep. have my yep. finger on everything. And then there's a really healthy way. For us, that was we had some really dear friends at the time who uh, intentionally reached out to us. You know, our whole kind of social network had collapsed. And right. so they invited us into their small group. Mm-hmm. And, we and we're had... transplants to the area. So we yeah. don't have family local. Right. Yeah. We we don't have, you know, friends that we went to high school or elementary sure. school with. It was uh, Like I joined a gym, right? Because I was just a good, healthy outlet mm-hmm. to get some energy mm-hmm. out. You know, there's, there's healthy ways to take care of yourself without taking control. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so how do you make the ground stable but not um, feel like you're the one holding it together? I, th- I think the more we come into... Um, w- bad beliefs will always lead to bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So if we believe that our identity is wrapped up in our job, then when our job is ripped away, our, mm-hmm. our, our behavior is probably going to fall, you know, sideways. Mm-hmm. So Because we'll feel worthless. Uh, yeah, so... When we replace that with truth as to who we really are, then in turn we can respond with behavior that is going to be more beneficial. Sure. Not only in our spiritual walk, in our relational walk with our wives and our husbands, but with everybody and everything around us. Dan, um, I hope that if nothing else, our listeners today and our viewers today will feel that they're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I hope through this whole series of conversations that we have yeah. that there will be so many moments, so many me too moments where they feel like, "Oh my goodness, yes. I felt that same way. I thought yeah. I was the only one." Yeah. Um, and that's a and that's a lie that the enemy uses. Isolation. It, it, that you no one no one knows what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You're all alone. It's just not true. Here's one other warning I'll give. What because we take these arrows, right? And I'll speak for Dan, but I've seen it play out. We tend to then play small. We tend to want to play safe, mm-hmm. as opposed to I like not taking your pictures to work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. way to call them wow. out. Okay, Chris. I mean, yeah, he works. Same. He works from home. There's nothing there. It's just, it's just a, a desk. And a chair and a laptop. <laughs> well, he well, just the padded. irony of that is now he works at a place that did this whole renovation where they all have shared workspaces and oh, everybody I hate has that. their own workspace, so they're not allowed to bring pictures oh, or, well, or anything. Oh my, like my goodness, he's got to have a sense uh, of humor. Uh, or what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just wears T-shirts with pictures of the family. So, uh, I wondered why you did that. But but seriously, we have. I, I found myself that there's this little twinge of anytime there's like an, an opportunity. Or something that is just exact, exactly what I should be doing. There's that, well, if I put myself out there, I could get set up for failure. I could, I could get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And so you can play small. And 
I just want to encourage you out there. God's created you something. You are a masterpiece. Um, whatever it is, go for it. Um, there's a great John Mac, uh, John Maxwell. Uh, he, he got some great quotes too. But he John has a Eldridge, lot of books. he does. Uh, John Eldridge says, um, and I think it was Brent Curtis, his friend, who, who put this into him, says, allow people to bear the full weight of who you are and then let them deal with it. <laughs> and so regardless of what you're feeling right now, because you know your whole world has been jerked out from underneath you mm-hmm. and you're feeling that insecurity, um, you have a weight. Mm-hmm that um, is so needed that God has created you for. Um, so go find that thing and go do it. Um, and again, it may not happen overnight. You may be slinging some pizzas like your dad did. I mean, but don't you just love and respect him even that totally. much more? Totally. For yeah. it? But you, but so, so your dad, and I can't, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but you could feel like such a loser when everybody's looking around you and say, you're, you're a hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably what was happening. I felt like a loser delivering groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm seeing somebody who's not, who's instead of sitting on his laurels and his resume going, I'm too good for that, is saying, right. I'm going to do what I got to do yeah. to provide for there you. Dave Ramsey so tells a story. Of, I mean, he talks all the time about if you need more money, go deliver some pizzas. Yeah. yeah. And he talks all the time, he tells a story about a guy who's delivering pizzas and delivers to his boss's house. And how humble wow. that was. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Zach, Lindsay, if there's a couple that, what now? They, they've just found out. Mm-hmm. Or they're in the middle of working through losing their job. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the word of encouragement you give for them? So it's probably not the first time it'll come up this season. But uh, I was exposed to a great psychologist, uh, researcher named Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a fantastic Netflix uh, talk called A Call to Courage. And uh, one of the things the that she talks about repeatedly is in, in humans, you can't selectively mute emotions. Mm. Um, so you can't mute everything. So you could say, oh, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm just going to suppress all of this. But when you do that, you suppress joy, creativity, mm. wow. laughter, mm. contentment. And so, you know, honestly, I was thinking about one of the funniest moments and one of the, like, best laughs we've had in our marriage was probably two or three weeks after I got fired and we're sitting in bed watching Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) Classic. And there's this... (laughs) What? And you were a giant black guy. It's actually actually Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, oh, okay. And, you know, everyone knows that happens. When you get fired, your poor boss takes some pot shots. Like, he may be a great guy, but he's getting thrown under the bus for a while. And so there's this one character in Kung Fu Panda, and I was like... That's my old boss. And we rewound that scene. And laughed and laughed <laughs> so many times. times. I think and, we recorded it on and our sent phone. it to some friends. And send it to would send it to each other. Just to like, but the but the point being, yeah. it's therapeutic. But the point being, you have to own that it's hard. You have to be open with the fact that it's hard. Mm-hmm. But then, in the midst of this really hard series of events, yeah. and even this hard season. Yeah. There's these moments of just deep joy that you wouldn't, mm. that you needed at right. exactly that moment. That's right. You needed at just that moment. And so look for those moments, enjoy them when they come, Embrace don't stop them. trying. Yeah. But when they come, be really grateful mm-hmm. for them because yeah. they are, they are uh, a lifeline. Yeah. Mm. And I would say kind of bouncing off of that, you know, jobs are going to come and go. Mm. I think it's unusual, at least 
my opinion nowadays, I think it's unusual to finish at the first job that you have yeah. to the, retire from there. The data's in yeah. support of your but assumption. Hopefully, hopefully your family is going to be the same one that wow. you start and finish with. And so in looking back at it, um, you know, I think I, there were some things we were able to do in that season because we weren't tied down to a nine to five that we wouldn't have gotten to enjoy together if we hadn't had yeah. that. And I, I would just encourage, you're going to find something, whether mm -hmm. it's delivering pizzas, whether it's mm -hmm. your dream job mm -hmm. that you never could have gotten if you hadn't had this opportunity to explore your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, opportunity for growth is what we call it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, That's I, crap. <laughs> bull crap. As Melody said, don't interrupt me. Um, no, but I think, um, you know, remember to prioritize the things that are really important. It's yeah. going to feel like your world is ending because your job is no longer there, but mm -hmm. your family is still there. And it's a great opportunity to make special memories, to embrace that time together and make sure that you don't um, forsake them in a really hard season yeah. because that's, that's where I think ultimately a lot of our joy and satisfaction in life can come one from. Of our, one of our darkest seasons. Um, after I had colossally blown it, um, we loaded up and we all, our whole family, we went to the mountains to mm -hmm. a little cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no internet, no TV. I think we watched Spider-Man three times because that was the only movie in the place with the TV. <laughs> but, but if you ask, I asked Savannah before Christmas this year, I said, what's, your, what's some of your favorite Christmas memories? Mm-hmm. Hands down, that was it. That was it. Mm -hmm. And that was during a time of real darkness. Mm -hmm. um, that great joy came. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you, I, you, what a great word. You got a little place in Harlem and you figured it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Hamilton snaps. I love yeah. it. What about you guys? You know, for us, I think, uh, for me at least, um, people don't keep careers for their, no. for their lives anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes more sense to go ahead and learn some of these lessons and, and think differently th differently about your job and maybe healthier, more healthily yeah. about your job mm -hmm. now. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for all of us to think about how, how we identify ourselves mm -hmm. as a certain mm -hmm. job or the work that we have. Mm -hmm. Le tough lessons we've learned, maybe you haven't gone through it, maybe your listeners have or haven't gone through it, but they can start thinking in ways to make sure that they are building their networks the right way, that yeah. their social, their groups, their their communities are built the right way, that they're vulnerable with that group and people uh, understand them and are there, gonna be there to have their back and maybe wrap their um, identity around that career um, a little less than maybe they, they had before. Mm -hmm. I would say in that moment when it happens, you know, circle your wagons a little bit, like, mm -hmm. you know, get your team together and, you know, remind, Remind each other that you're on the same team yeah. and that you're going to work. You're going to work together. It's a really important happen. time to tell each other the truth yeah. about mm -hmm. yourselves. It's, and to it's, also, it's you really know, important. be on the same page about who you can reach out to. Mm -hmm. You know, who who can we talk to about this? Yeah. You know, if you know for the job search or for mm -hmm. you know whatever you need in the interim. Community is so important. It's great stuff, guys. Great stuff. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. 
Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good. Thank you.